When looking for a new home, location is so important. And as sports fans, you obviously want to be close to your favorite sports teams. So if you're in the market of buying a new home, you gotta check out Aria Denver Homes. They are located just 10 minutes away from downtown, Coors Field, Pepsi Center, and Bronco Stadium at Mile High. So what makes Aria Denver unique is the home buying process is all about you. You know, we offer free home inspections. We make sure we're in a great location in Denver, um, as well as we outreach into the community and have a lot of involvement with a lot of different businesses, as well as, you know, parks and other areas in the location. Like Tyler mentioned, Aria Denver believes the home buying process is all about you. That's why they offer that free home inspection, customizable finishes, and brand new appliances. But that's not all. So we specifically have a greenhouse on campus at Aria um, that residents are able to sign up for a subscription service and have fresh veggies delivered to, to their door each week. And then we also have a great relationship with Regis University. So our partnership with Regis allows residents to have access to the fitness center and gym. Move today where everyone wants to live tomorrow. To learn more, go to www.aria.denverskylofts.com or call them today at 720-372-1022. to the BSN Broncos podcast coming to you from training camp 2019 and of course the BSN Broncos podcast is presented by Elixinol you know the deal on Elixinol great CBD products all non-THC stuff uh, and when you buy products from them 5% of your purchase will go to a non-profit of your choice so check out Elixinol at Elixinol.com today well we thought there would be a conclusion to the Theo Riddick saga yesterday uh we wondered why he didn't leave new orleans with a contract and then later in the day after the podcast we wondered why he didn't leave denver with a contract the first reaction for me was um it's got to be a health thing turns out he's just, he wanted to keep his options open and so now he's deciding between the broncos and the saints just the same way that hannah is deciding between spoiler alert Spoiler alert, spoiler alert, spoiler alert, spoiler alert. Just the same way Hannah is deciding between Jed and Tyler C. <laughs> and that all comes down to tonight, doesn't it? It all comes down to tonight, and I have a very bad feeling about the way things are going to end. Have you seen a real spoiler? No, I just... Well, let me tell you how it ends. Oh, don't you dare. <laughs> I just... I, I'm, I, I have bad vibes. I'm just reading the tea leaves. And what would bad vibes be? She picks the wrong guy. When which one is that? Jed. <laughs> so you're just beating around the bush, just like Theo is beating around the bush right now, not deciding. I'm actually surprised that he didn't decide late last night. You would imagine a decision would come in today. These contracts, if they're just out there, typically don't last that long. And Ryan, what's the decision? 
I mean, uh, what, what what is he deciding on? He's deciding between winning football games and playing football. Mm. Because here in Denver, he's going to get used more. Um, the the Saints, obviously, they're going to be without Mark Ingram for, what, eight games? He is no longer on their team. Oh. That's why I think it's – I don't know what he's deciding between. Where is he? I don't know where he went. I thought he was suspended or something. Okay, that makes more sense. I think he was suspended last year. Oh. Well. <laughs> <laughs> That's the type of guy he is now. That's just the way he is in my head. Um, he's with the Ravens. Who knew? <laughs> Anyways, so it's Kamara, and who else is in their room? That's all I know. All right, well, maybe we should have uh, studied up a little bit more on the Saints running back room. I thought but no, I think I think – I. I say that because I think that's it. It's Alvin Kamara. Then it would be. Then it would be him. I think they got Latavius Murray. Now my football knowledge is shining through. I just took another sip of coffee and I'm waking up. Um, obviously that's not a groundbreaking signing, but it is kind of a you know to try and keep the dynamic that you have there with Ingram and Kamara. That seems like that's what what that move is all about. Um, yeah. They have Matt Days. Okay, dazed and confused. Alvin, of course. Latavius Murray. Devin Ogzigbo. Ah, yes, out of Nebraska. Dwayne Washington. You know where he's from? I don't know. He sounds like another guy from Nebraska. No, Wyoming, Washington, of course. Dwayne Washington from Washington. He went to the University of Washington? He went to the University of Washington. Don't remember him. <laughs> uh, okay, so yeah. Uh, maybe it isn't as easy as I so thought. So he, he's clearly... Your third running back, at, at worst, there. He comes in here, he's your, he's comfortably your third running back. Yep. Not at worst. I mean, it. I just see it a way better opportunity with the Saints. I guess it just depends. I mean, here's the thing, and, and, and here's another reason for the Saints. They run a similar offense to what he was doing in Detroit. It was a spread offense. They run a spread offense. Um, but... Obviously, there's something that's making him think twice about it. So, is there are the Broncos offering more money? Could be. There's got to be something. Right. Or is there something that maybe intrigues him about this offense? What would that be? When uh, whatever they told him about how much he would be used. Yeah, and that's what I don't like. And I, I told you this yesterday. Uh, I'm all for adding good players but not at the expense of taking your best player off the field. And if that's what they're selling him on, look, we're, we're going to use you more than in, in New Orleans. We're going to use you 33% of the time. We know those reps. Yeah, that he'll take a little bit from, uh, obviously, probably all of the reps from Devontae Booker. He'll probably be off the team. Uh, but he's taking a, a few reps from Royce Freeman, but he's taking the majority of reps, but not just reps, but touches from Philip Lindsay. Ah, and I don't like that. I don't like taking reps from a great player and giving them to a good player. That's fine. I think that's fair. Uh, to me, I, I still think you're taking reps away from an average player and giving them to an above-average player. And that's taking from Devontae Booker, giving to Theo Riddick. So, uh, I mean, I guess it's a win-win here. If they t if they get him, I'm happy. If they don't get him, you're happy. <laughs> but again, I'm not going to be upset if they get him, I just think it leaves some uncertainty uh, and actually could lead to bad things, but it doesn't necessarily mean it on the forefront. I'd imagine decision comes down very soon. Broncos open up practice, 45 minutes. He's not going to be here for today's practice. I mean, I don't think. Because 
he left Denver. Well, he left the headquarters. I guess he could be holed up in the Inverness Hotel. Too bad we don't have his Find My iPhone on our phones right now mm. because then we would know where he's signing. If, if he has left Denver, he's gonzo. If he is, that, like you said, just Inverness about, what, eight minutes away, staying in a nice little resort, then he's going to sign here. I agree. Uh, if there's any hackers out there that know how to hack people's <laughs> iPhone location, help us out. We need you. And we'll also need his phone number in order to trace that. So if you have his phone number, reach out to us. Hackers can do anything. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> um, all right, moving on from Theo. What else? What, what, what did you learn yesterday during practice as uh, the Broncos were inside and they were outside and it was all uh, it was all fine by the end of it? This team is adaptable and versatile, Ryan. They can go anywhere and play football. You know what I honestly thought is there was never any weather. No. Was this uh, uh, design by design? <laughs> I didn't want the fans to see yesterday. Oh, yesterday was juicy, wasn't it? Actually, no. It, it wasn't very juicy. I mean, they were doing top secret stuff at the end of practice, according to Vic Fangio. Actually, code secret stuff. Co yeah. I think he m just misspoke there. Like code red and like top secret? Like he makes up secret code and top secret. <laughs> when I listened to it again, I listened to it like five times and texted you just to make sure. I heard him right. Uh, but, yeah, let's let's start there. It's not very notable, but just weird as heck. So at the very end of practice, they're doing their most important period of the day where they move the ball down the field. Uh, offense was set up on their own 31. They're up 3-0, 2 minutes and 43 seconds left. Moving the ball. Hey, what, you need a first down, you win the game? You don't want to punt and then have the other team have a chance to tie it or win. Yep. And uh, first play, offsides, Derek Wolf. Second play, false start on the offense. So the ball goes up five yards, back five yards, nothing changes. The down and distance doesn't change. The time on the clock doesn't change. Nothing changes. After practice, someone asked about the penalties again because he preached on them. He, he said how bad they were on Saturday just the last time we talked to him, and he said, oh, those were planned penalties well he said it was better today the last two penalties that you saw i told them to do that yeah plan plan penalties and so you asked him at the end of uh, his press conference why did you plan the penalties and that's when he said code secret ryan i call bs v wow. vic has been so honest with us come on what's the point of planning those two penalties it did absolutely nothing for you i think it was just Poor execution. And if you heard, Vic's tone changed a little bit yesterday. Instead of harping on stuff and saying this was good but this was bad, he had a positive tone yesterday. I think he, he might have said, uh, you know what, I'm going to change the narrative about this team right now. Instead of negatives, I'm just going to keep it all positive. And this is a, a way to keep it positive. I don't think so. Um, I... Don't understand why he would have gone out of his way. Because it's not if someone asked directly about those last two penalties. They just said, were the penalties better today, actually, was the question. And I just I can't imagine why he would have, like, thought. <sighs> why would he have thought as he's walking off the field, like, oh, I'm going to tell them that those penalties were on purpose? 
PR gets in his ear after Saturday and says, look, you know, is it the offense picking up but still slow? Uh, you know, you really harped on the penalties. Uh, you said no more chiropractors for the, for these guys. Uh, let, let's 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 turn this into a positive thing right now. Uh, we've already got the negative things out of the way. Let's just be positive, Vic. Maybe. <laughs> Seems so weird. Like no one would have like. I don't think. Were you? I wasn't. I was writing the observations. I wasn't going to write about penalties. Was I, anyone getting ready to write about penalties? It was sloppy at the end. That that last that last series was sloppy. And led off by those two penalties. Maybe Vic has a little hack about purposeful penalties. <laughs> purposeful penalties that do absolutely nothing. And if they were planned, then uh, everyone knew about it. So it it wouldn't have even been a mental thing. All right. This is going to take a BSN Denver investigative report. <laughs> All you got to do is ask one person on the defense. Good. At the, at the end of practice, were those were those penalties planned? Yeah. They, and Derek Wolf might tell you, no. What? Why would we ever plan penalties? <laughs> and it, th this was just interesting because this is the first time where Vic has said something uh, where you and I aren't saying Wow, that makes a lot of sense. Maybe if you explained why there was purposeful penalties, and we'd say, oh, you know what? Makes a lot of sense. But this is the first time, and that's impressive. That's a good thing, where in, in 10 practices, Vic, th that's the first time he said something, where we're like, huh, I, I don't understand that at all. But I guess getting to the important things, Ryan, the best thing I saw yesterday, Emmanuel Sanders took his first team reps and 11 on 11, he looks just as good as he has this whole offseason, as you and I have reported. He looks great. The Broncos are, again, taking it slow. Vic said the plan is for him to do just a little bit more each and every day. But I'll tell you, it doesn't look like he's missed a single snap this offseason. Yeah, the only thing I think he's missing, Zach, is um, chemistry with Joe Flacco. Now, I don't mean to read into one play too much, but... Emmanuel Sanders was open on his on the first play of 11 on 11. He lined up inside wheel route and he was open. He was behind Chris Harris Jr. He probably would have scored a touchdown if the, if they connected and and Flacco just overthrew him a little bit. Now in a vacuum that doesn't mean anything, but when you compare it up against what I've been seeing from Joe Flacco and Cortland Sutton, which is now they're on the same page. They're hitting deep balls every day. They are uh, connecting in the intermediate areas, and you can really feel that chemistry there, and I'm just thinking, okay, well, it took eight or nine practices for Flacco and Sutton to get on the same page. Okay, now it might take eight or nine practices for Emmanuel and Flacco to get on the same page, which is okay. I would usually completely agree with that thinking with a, a chemistry between a quarterback and receiver. The only reason I'm not concerned about it at all is Emmanuel is going to be exactly where he needs to be on each and every play. When he gets up to speed, it's just going to be on Joe. If he wants the connection, he's going to have to put it eight and a half yards uh, on that comeback. Whereas Cortland Sutton, a second-year player, it's probably going to take some time for Joe to know what a Cortland Sutton eight yards is. Emmanuel, it's going to be exactly how it's written in the playbook. Joe just overthrew him yesterday, and I think... Cortland and Joe, weren't they off on a deep post yesterday? I mean, they hit everything else, but I think they were off on one deep post. That could have just been Emmanuel's one deep post that he was off on yesterday. Um, so where I typically would 100% agree with you, it's Emmanuel's just so freaking good, especially with timing and, and where he needs to be that, yeah, you do want to see them, you know, 
practicing together in full practices before week one. But let's say he's not doing that until the week leading up to week one. I'm not concerned because I'm just so impressed with how good he looks. Yeah, and again, I, I didn't. I'm not saying it's a concern. I'm just saying, okay, they they they're starting from ground zero essentially. Yeah. It's just going to take them time. But they have, you know, what if they started with 31 practices before the season started? Obviously, there was 19 training camp. Um, so we are now into 11. So these are still 20 practices between now and training camp. They'll or between now and week one, they'll get on the same page. Uh, it's really interesting because someone commented yesterday, it felt like there was more for you guys to talk about in the first segment last year. And, and the more I think about it, it re there really was. There was just more stuff happening out there. And I don't know if it's because the offense has just been sputtering along, and, and now I think they're kind of into gear. But do you feel the same way? Do you feel like it's been a little bit – there's been – the observations have been a little less obvious every day of what to write about, and, and the first segment chatter has been a little bit uh, tougher to find? Yeah, because the offense has been such a concern. It's been – it was the exact same story for the first seven practices of camp. So, But it, it, it wasn't where we could just say, oh, offense, bad as usual. Let's move on to some more minute details. It's no – we, we, we got to talk about this. Is it ever going to get fixed? What exactly was wrong last uh, with, with the practice yesterday? Now that it's slowly picking up, uh, now you can focus on the connection that's building with Joe Flacco and Cortland Sutton as you did yesterday. Um, it, 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 let's say it was just drops again. We wouldn't be able to ignore that. It would just have to be the same story. So it's good that the narrative is finally changing and it's not the exact same thing couple things there one I thought the offense was solid again yesterday um, we saw big steps forward on on Thursday and Friday or no, we saw a small step forward on Thursday big step forward on Friday steady on Saturday I think steady again on Monday it seems like they've hit a plateau you know they got up the hill now they're at the plateau they need to get to another hill go up to another plateau um, let me let me stop you right there let's say this steady is what the offense is how, how do you quantify that to people? How good would this offense be if what we're saying, seeing now is where they'll be? Not very. Okay. Um, yeah, I think they're still a long ways away from being a solid offense. I, I, I agree with you. I agree with you. So we, we do need to see more steps taken, and hopefully this plateau isn't it. Ryan, you know how yesterday you were talking about you know snipers being on the building, uh -huh. headhunting us. What's that? What's what? Peek, peek, peek your head out a little bit. Oh, wow. What's this guy setting up up that there? That is a turret. <laughs> he is setting up a turret. Yeah, it's not just one sniper. He's got a full machine gun or something up there. Yeah, that's intense. <laughs> uh, it's like a Gatlin gun. <laughs> um, and then, of course, we have to get to the Snap update brought to you by Snapchat. <laughs> Connor, what's going on over there? I don't know. I don't know what's more useless, Snapchat or some of Connor McGovern's. <laughs> Uh, for shotgun snaps. It's just all about Instagram stories at this point anyway. But anyways. Even with that, because you're 100% right about that, even with that, Joe Flacco's still pulling out Snapchat before he's calling on Connor to snap uh, a, a snap to him and shotgun. Well, you didn't even mention it. We just kind of It just kind of slipped our mind, Ike, because I don't think you're supposed to praise a center for not having a bad snap in a whole day. Um, but if, we don't talk to, if we don't talk about him, it's good. Yeah, on Saturday he didn't have one. As far as as far as we saw, um, we were a little bit higher up there, so maybe our perspective was different. But we didn't see a bad snap on Saturday. 
And yesterday was practice number 10. That was the day for him to get it rolling. And we'll call it one and a half bad snaps. And, and you had a really good observation just about the body language that happened after the first one. Oh, gosh. So this snap was as bad as it can be in, in one sense. Uh, wh- how far is Joe in shotgun? Th- four yards? Five yards. Five, five yards? This snap, four. Yeah. it was almost impressive how bad it was. It hit the ground three and a half yards. So half a yard in front of Joe Flacco and spun forward. So it spun, didn't even hit Joe Flacco. And Joe Flacco, instead of bending down to pick it up, instead of diving on it, as I would imagine he would do in a game, he just turned around. He, he, he turned around, kind of shrugged his shoulders. He Cam newton uh, it. <laughs> exactly. And in his mind is probably saying, I'm done with this. I, I, I'm not, I'm not going to you know, risk myself. Obviously, no one w- would hit him in practice. But just showed disgust with how these snaps are going. And uh, I can't blame him. <laughs> I mean, the, the play was, was dead already. Well, what's the best case scenario in, in that setting? The best case is probably in a game. Is Joe Flacco dives on it. He gets touchdown. It's a sack. The Broncos lose three yards. The play is blown up. That's the best-case scenario. The worst-case scenario, which we've seen, I don't want to exaggerate here, two or three times, maybe even four times this offseason, is the defense picks it up and potentially takes it for a score. Or the defense just picks it up and it's their ball. It's it's unacceptable because, Ryan, Vic makes a point. These guys, this, this first-team group is playing 30 to 40 snaps out here per day. How many are in a game? About double that. About 60 to 80 snaps. So if we're seeing one or two poor snaps from Connor McGovern out here every day practice, that's two to four bad snaps with half of those turning over to the defense. I'm tired of talking about this, and I think Joe Flacco is tired of dealing with it on the field, and I think Vic Fangio is tired of answering questions about it, and I think Rich Scangarello is tired of his offense getting messed up because of it. And he's about to be tired of answering questions about it today. Yeah, exactly. So – um, there's going to be a, a fork in the road that is right ahead of us. I mean, we are approaching it. It's really um, – it's game time. Like, if Connor McGovern does this again today – and, heck, it, today might be the day, Zach, where you see someone else get a first-team rep. I'm not kidding. And, and, I, and I don't think that's an exaggeration at all. And I think if it's not today and Connor McGovern has a bad snap today – then it's tomorrow. Someone is going to get some first-team reps because, like I said, I think I said this four days ago, whether you're just doing it to light a fire under him or if you're doing it to actually see if you can find someone who can snap the dang football, it's time. I don't think we see it today. I think we should absolutely see it next Sunday uh, when the Broncos have their first practice after their first game if there is one bad snap from Connor or any indication that maybe he's a guard, Ryan, maybe he just needs to play guard, then we need to see something happen because you know what? The Broncos benefited by having this extra preseason game. Use it. If, if you get this extra week and uh, you say, you know what, we need to make a change, good thing. You have time. You have four preseason games. Technically, then the starters will have three preseason games. 
to get this worked out with whoever the backup is. But Ryan, that's that's the bad thing. Is who's your backup? It's not like you have uh, a Connor McGovern who has has had you know a full off season of snaps like he did last year with Matt Paradis. You have no one obvious that you can point to and be like, you know what? We should give him a shot. We we really should. What reason should I have to believe that Connor McGovern is going to get this straightened out? The reason that Vic believes he'll get it straightened out, which scares me. I, I don't believe it, or I don't buy into it at all, and that is, look, Saturday's practice, he was quote-unquote excellent snapping the ball. And look, that was in, a, in the most game-like situation we've had, which I don't know, know if that's the case. It wasn't even a scrimmage. But he said, look, in the stadium, he had his best practice practice so you know maybe he's just a stadium guy now Vic did Vic didn't say the stadium guy part but when he said that comment that's what it made me think was oh no they're just hoping and praying that what else could they that Connor McGovern's a gamer um (laughs) look but then you know what really quick sorry Ryan you know what I say to that you saw him in games last year and snaps were kind of going left right up low um, if Connor McGovern wasn't a tireless worker, I might actually have more belief that he's going to get this figured out. Right. Because it's, I know for a fact it's not because he's not trying. I know for a fact it's not because he doesn't put the work in. I know for a fact it's not because he was lazy this offseason. He's got a mental block when it comes to focusing on getting the snap in the right place. And Don't... To, I, I mean... Remember when they brought in Gino Gradkowski last year? Yeah. Rather see him in here right now. Mm-hmm. I think he retired. Jake Brendel? Sure. Um, it's your backup there, center, right? There was some bad snaps yesterday with the second team, though. I will, I will say that. And then there were also some bad snaps from the trainers when they were just running yeah. routes on air. Yeah. Uh, there's something going on. You think the balls are deflated, overinflated, something? I think it's something in the water. <laughs> It's getting them all all out of sync. So, like I said, uh, it's time to try something right now. There's no more – I can't just hang my hat on hope. The starters, Ryan, most of them are not going to play in the Hall of Fame game. Connor McGovern may. If you are Vic, is he playing? Absolutely. Is he playing more than any other starter? What's up? Is he going to play more than any other starter if, if you were the coach? Um, yeah. They, he's, he's playing a ton in my mind because, look, hey, you give the veterans two days off after the game, so it's not like you have to worry about him being ready for practice. And I'm saying if he can do it for a half, then maybe he stays the guy come Sunday. If he one bad snap in a half in a quarter, whatever time frame you want to give him, then I'm trying something new ASAP. <sighs> it's time. Better get it, get better get it figured out. Real quick, want to give a shout out to Breckenridge Brewery, the official beer of BSN Denver. Uh, if you support them, you're supporting us, and all of you guys have bought in. It's so cool. Um, let me go real quick and just find who tweeted this yesterday um, because it was really cool to see someone. They found it. They found the money. They found the gold. Exactly. Well, no. So you're thinking of someone else. Oh. I was thinking of Seth Moldenhauer, who chimed in and said, uh, just virtually finished my first semester of nursing school today, celebrating with my first ever Breckenridge brew. Hands down the best beer I've ever had. Thanks for putting me on to it. 
Oh man, and he's is... sipping on a vanilla porter. Well, congratulations on uh, on graduating nursing school. That that's awesome. And Aaron Spooner chimed in yesterday, and there's what I was talking about: the strawberry sky. He didn't just get one six pack; he got two six packs because he trusts us. And you know what? He is going to wish that he got four six packs. Man, the packaging is so appealing as well. Breck just does everything right. They do, um, and. Speaking of doing everything right, StravaCraft Coffee is doing everything right in the coffee game, especially when it comes to CBD-infused coffee. Uh, this stuff has really made a difference for people. At this point, I mean, we're 27-year-old guys. Just, just, doesn't it seem like there's always something something bothering you? Yes. That's maybe you wake up, your wrist's a little sore. for You don't even know why. You like slept on your shoulder. You can feel that. This stuff is uh, it's kind of a cure-all. It's helped people with everything. Maybe it's just some daily aches and pains. Maybe it's arthritis. Maybe it's back pain. Whatever you're dealing with, StravaCraft Copy can help, and you got to try it before you can know. Uh, it's an all-natural and non-psychoactive ingredient. Of course, CBD is, and the coffee is actually pretty good. So check it out for yourself today and use the code BSN2019 at checkout, and they'll ship a package of it directly to your door. All right, Zach, as we move on here, we jump into the questions. Let's talk to the people. First one coming in from Wyoming Bronco. He says, hey, guys, I finally subscribed after five months of listening. Okay, this is this is in between our Swedish friend and Matt. Uh, five months? After listening to you guys shaming people who don't subscribe, but listen, plus the discount finally convinced me to subscribe. I hope my sins are forgiven. I think so. I'm, I'm 18 years old and from Gillette, Wyoming. No question, just excited to finally comment on my favorite podcast. You guys make my 45-minute daily commute so much more entertaining. Wyoming Bronco, so pumped to have you. Zach, I wouldn't call myself a religious expert, but I do believe that if you confess your sins, you are always <laughs> forgiven. Is that how it works? I believe so. Uh, so um, you confessed. Yes. And you also donated to uh, the church of the podcast, which also helps you your forgiveness. And uh, you are feeding what you, I guess you could call us your priests. You're, you're making sure that we have lunch today. <laughs> we, we bring the gospel every day, that's for sure. And every day we also pass around the offering plate. And today, is that is that a thing? I yeah, think that's yeah, a thing. Yeah. Uh, today, we're reminding you to subscribe using the promo code BroncosCamp. What happens when you do that is you're going to get $10 off a one-year subscription, which means you get it for $34.99, which means you get it for $2.91 a month, which means you get it for less than $0.10 cents a day. Whew, what a deal. And on top of that, you get every story in, in written form and in audio form. You get to comment on this podcast. You get game grades. You get film rooms. You'll never be a more educated Broncos fan than when, than when you subscribe to BSN Denver. So go in there and crush that promo code BroncosCamp. We're getting close, Zach. We are getting close to as many subscribers as we added last training camp. And last training camp was our first training camp as a subscription site. So that's always going to have a huge boom. But with half of training camp still left, we are flirting with what we did on last year's promo code. I really want to beat that. Um, if we're able to beat that, it, it kind of shows that we're never slowing down. So. Ooh. Music to my ears. Ryan, you know how someone 
in Vegas flipped you a $5,000 coin. I do actually remember that. <laughs> as, as hard as that made me believe, I remember that happening. You know what we're asking everyone to do that listens? We're asking everyone to flip us a dime every day. A dime. Now, if you, if you want the $5,000 one coming our way, I'd love that. I would definitely love that. Put it too. on the BSN World Tour. You know what? Actually, I I need that because I don't remember a time that anyone's ever done that to me. So one person can flip me a $5,000 one, but everyone else, just a dime. It, you know what? We'll even split the dime each day. So yep. just flip us each a nickel one, put, for this time. Put one nickel on each thumb <laughs> and just flip them. <laughs> one to the left, one to the right. Think about that. Every time you turn on the podcast, and that's not even – you like – you. If you're listening to this every day, you would pay ten cents for it every day. But that's I, not even I hope so. That's not even what we're asking you to right. pay. Like we're giving you this, and then a whole bunch of other stuff. We're not asking you to donate to this podcast. We're 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 giving you a trade, a nickel a day for each of us, for us to be out here for eight to ten hours, give you all the stories per game, do this podcast, uh, read our stories to you, so you can listen to them while you're in the car, while you're sleeping. While you're in the shower, whatever you're doing, you can listen Don't to do it while all you're of sleeping, our content. You <laughs> when you're going to bed, just all the time. You can have dreams about Drew Locke <laughs> if you listen while you're sleeping. Who, by the way, first one out here again. And Broncos, for the first time since they put the pads on, do not have the pads on. Ryan, you don't see this. At least I haven't seen this. And this is my fourth training camp. Typically, so this is I'm, this is not just a bash on Vance Joseph. I was here for Gary Kubiak's training camp as well. Super Bowl winning head coach Gary Kubiak oh, you as mean well. Champ camp, <laughs> exactly. And uh, what you see pads on for three days in a row, then pads are off, and then there's a vet rest day, and then two more days of pads, then a vet rest day, then pads off. No, unsurprisingly, Vic Fangio is all about the pads. So what? That's like it was over a full week. Of straight pads, so definitely an old school approach there. I love that. I love everything Vic Fangio's doing. He's got it right. I'm writing a story today. Uh, guess what? It's about another thing that Vic Fangio's doing that makes sense. I, I just can't stop asking him questions and learning about what he's doing. It's, in fact, why I asked him about the purposeful penalties yesterday. I wasn't trying to like call him on some BS. I thought he was going to have some incredible description of, oh, well, in a game – this or that might happen, so I want them to know. You know, I thought he was gonna have something good, but he didn't. Anyways, uh, I'm writing about something else that makes a lot of sense from Vic Fangio today, so make sure you stay tuned for that. Um, and here we go. One quick observation. I'll give this to you guys for free. Connor McGovern out here before practice, snapping the ball. Ah, is there someone else over there too, snapping the ball? Uh, no, the the other guy's just catching it. He, Connor grabbed the tallest guy he could find that not named Joe Flacco. All right, here he goes. McGovern lines up for the snap. Oh, really he calls out the coverage. He snaps it. Perfect. Perfect. Right in between the sevens. Of, right. Oh, right in between the seven and three. Chris Cooper out there. And who is 73? It could be Chris Cooper. Chris Cooper mm -hmm. just wanted to make sure he gives him a good look. <laughs> like he's snapping back a to a jersey. <laughs> All right, next question here comes in from Iceman. It says, first off, welcome Wyoming Bronco. Oh, how nice. He says, boys, I missed you two not podcasting on Sunday. Whoa, whoa, whoa. What do you <laughs> expect seven days a week out of us? We're only, you're only giving us a nickel each day. You, you actually do have to still give us a nickel on Sundays. <laughs> he says, I had a question to ask since the Friday practice. 
But due to health issues, I was tired the other morning and headed off to bed with my girl. Well, hope everything's a little bit better now. He says, here's that old question. What is the possibility that Mike M, my head told me that was Mike McIntyre, but that's Mike Munchak, would flip Connor and Dalton on the line? I understand that gumballs would be pissed, but who cares, basically, is what he says. Uh, but as I've predicted, <laughs> Dalton can make all pro as a guard or a center. And Connor wasn't, start- wasn't Connor starting at left guard last season. Unless Connor was flawless today at practice number 10, he wasn't. As we start this uh, Mr. B and Champ game, way- game week, why not switch them and give Skinny Boy, which is, I guess, what Flacco is in Spanish, uh, a chance at his first season in the Mile High City. All I ever remember of Joe in the Mile High was him smoking Raheem the Dream more for 70 yards to Jacoby Jones. Why in this world can't Joe do that and a lot more for Denver in 2019? Hang in there, Zach. 69 and a half more hours until the Hall of Fame game, and then Broncos football is truly back, baby. You were supposed to finish. The, you were supposed to do the baby part. Oh, that, that's I, your, did, I didn't that's pick up thing. on that. I was just wait. I was waiting to see you uh, say these exclamation marks. Uh, we'll call it a hundred. Yeah, hundred exclamation points. <laughs> yep, no joke to that. Um, uh, I would have been okay with Dalton being the center from day one. I'm not okay with it now, and the reason is. You've let this rookie settle in. R- really what it boils down to is, are you going to DeMarcus Walker him? And kind of even worse than DeMarcus Walker. I mean, at least Vance Joseph said DeMarcus Walker was going to do this, what, in the off season, And then he had a full summer to try and learn the playbook. And we, we know it still messed him up. We did not like it at all. This would just be not good for a rookie. Now, if, if let's say Dalton was a three-year vet right now, then I'd be all for it. Let Dalton settle in now that you've decided he's going to be your guard. Let him settle in because don't ruin him in order to, to, to try to upgrade the center position. That That's how I view it. Do you disagree and say if Connor can snap the, or if, if Dalton can snap the ball, get him in there? No. I, like I said, I'd rather have Gino Gradkowski <laughs> because then you don't have to worry about stunting anyone's development. Right. Uh, except for maybe Connor McGovern's. But his you don't have time for his development anymore. Um, so... To me, if you want to do something, either give Jake Brendel a shot. We don't even know if it's Brendel or Brendel. <laughs> um, you can give How him what? a shot or bring in a veteran. However I say it, it's probably the opposite. Yeah, that's probably true. I think you picked it up from just listening to me, though. Probably. All right, next one here comes in from Illinois Bronco. He says, as I was listening to Fangio answer media questions yesterday after practice, I heard him mention he had the team commit penalties on purpose. I do believe Ryan asked the question at the end as to why. Even though Fangio said it was code secret, any ideas on why he may have done that? Nope, zero ideas, and we've already we've already talked about this. I think uh, I don't think they're purposeful, like we talked about. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna find out today. That's my goal of the day is to find out what the heck was that all about. Next one coming in from Kentucky UDFA says new sub here from. You guessed it, Kentucky. How would we have known? I've been a Broncos fan since the drive. I had a family from Colorado in town visiting, and after watching the game, I knew from that moment I loved the Broncos. There have been a lot of ups and downs, but every year through my Homer glasses, I know this is the year we're winning it all. (laughs) And if not, I'll be back in the saddle again next year. We had a good run of UK UDFAs, and of course, I had to get those jerseys being from Kentucky. In this year's draft, there were a few players from UK I was hoping we would scoop up. Uh, CJ Conrad, Bunchy Bunchy Stallings, Stallings, 
Benny Snell, not to be confused with Benny Smell, Mike Edwards, uh, Lonnie Johnson, Derek Beatty, Chris Westry, but no, but no such luck. I know. I'm a homer through through and through when it comes to UK and Broncos players. I loved seeing Jamal Murray help out the Nuggets too. Anyway, love the coverage from you guys. I found you all looking or I found you all looking for Broncos co coverage prior to the draft and I've been rolling with you guys ever since. Thanks again and I'll look forward to getting a few questions your way this week before the big game. Love having you on board, Kentucky UDFA. Welcome to the family, and I'm glad we matted you into subscribing. All right, we're just going to call him Kentucky. And what's that? I don't know. Is that, that's just uh, how I want to say it. That's just how you want to say it. Okay. <laughs> uh, before I move on, I want to tell you about our friends over at Weinster, my personal friends over at Weinster. Uh, they're really changing the game when it comes to a wine subscription service. They're innovative. They're online, they're direct-to-consumer, but you've heard of that stuff. But what you haven't heard of is a place that works with wineries that are too small to attract the attention of big retailers. Goodness gracious, there's a helicopter. I mean, is this how... Uh, Did you pay for this one again? Is Theo Riddick going to arrive on the practice field via helicopter right now? Boy, maybe that's his stipulation. What team will allow me to arrive on a helicopter every day? I love that it's not just us who are distracted by this. Every player on the field is looking directly into the sky right now. Uh, this is actually a, a classic Vic Fangio thing to do. Fly the helicopter over, try to distract the players, see which ones get distracted, and cut them. He looks to wait, He waits till someone looks up, and then he shoots the jugs <laughs> machine right at their chest. <laughs> Anyways, Weinster will elevate you just like a helicopter when it comes to your wine game. All you got to do is sit back and relax as they curate a hand-picked shipment of wines, and then they'll have them shipped right to your door with no shipping costs once you decide which ones you like. Of course, 3CU alums are, are what founded the company, so, you know, that's a thing, too. Uh, when you sign up today using the code BSN25, you're going to get $25 off your first shipment of wine, and then you can pretend... Like you're a grown man. <laughs> or woman. Or woman. Next one coming in from Juan Pablo. Juan. 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 Now, Ryan, speaking of, of this name, similar to this name, and speaking of The Bachelor, have you heard of the name Juan Pablo? I have not. Well, he, I mean, I've heard of th that name, but not as it relates to The Bachelor. I think he was a bachelor at one point. Oh. Many, many years ago. You're, you're going to have to, in the off season of the Bachelor, Bachelorette, Bachelor in Paradise saga, you're going to have to go back and catch up on some old ones. I don't want to watch old ones. I don't know why. Uh, it's kind of like, would you? I don't watch recorded sporting events. No. Big no for me, dog. Man, uh, my, uh, my biological father, I guess I'll call him, uh, when I was a kid, used to say, like, hey, we need to go. And I'm like, what do you mean? Like, the Broncos are playing right now. He's like, we'll just record it and watch it later. I'm like, no, dude. What are you? Are you psycho? You watch the games live, or you don't watch them at all. It's, it's exactly how I feel. The best you can do if you don't catch the game live is to watch the highlights. Yes, hundred percent, hundred percent agree with you. Now, as I've grown with age, and I started doing things like drinking wine from Weinster, uh, I will watch the game live and also watch it recorded. Different to. See if there's anything I missed. Right. Um, key in on some plays, whatever. But watching live sports for the first time recorded is 
completely unacceptable in my mind. I completely agree with you. Anyways, the bachelor chimes in and says, even though Jake Butt is a veteran and has shown some things during his years in Denver, hasn't Austin Fort made enough plays to show that he can be trusted and be put in front of Butt in the depth chart, given that Butt hasn't played a single snap in the team drills? I think I have your answer for you. Pretty, pretty easy. Juan is yesterday. Yep, I know when exactly talking, what you're say. Yeah, yesterday when talking about Jake Butt, Vic Fangio again said he's just hit some potholes. Potholes is the word he continues to use, but then went on and said, we just have to keep his spirits high during this. Is it easy to keep a guy's spirits high if he's last on the depth chart? No. And when you need to keep his spirits high, and also, I mean, Austin Ford's UDFA, it's, it's not like you're putting Noah Fant at last on the depth chart in order to keep Jake Butt's spirits high. Uh, it Austin Ford probably expected this, just gives him more incentive to continue to work, so... I'm okay with it. We've clearly seen that that's not the case. Austin Ford is clearly getting more reps, and if this continues, Austin Ford is going to be ahead on the final depth chart of Jake Butt. I'm looking at the top of the hill with fans right now, and I can distinctly see someone wearing the Philip Lindsay homegrown shirt, which reminded me that we didn't even tell people that part of their five cents a day that goes to each one of us also buys them a free shirt. If you break it down and you take away the cost of the free shirt so that makes it less than $10 for your one-year subscription, I don't even. we're going less than a penny a day. It's really a slap in the face. Yeah, it's, it's honestly rude for you. It's rude for you to use the code BroncosCamp. Honestly, if you do it, you're taking advantage of us, but we're okay with that. Um, anyways, next one comes in from Dan Burke. He says, hey, guys, just catching up on some old podcasts. The Migos bit Ryan did had me weak. You remember what the Migos beat bit I was this do. time? Or? Yeah. What was that? <laughs> <laughs> uh, was that a uh, – oh, God, what was his name? Howard Dean? Do you remember him when he was running for president? I know, like, oh, it went yeah. viral because he said, ah! <laughs> yeah. That's what it sounded like, what you just did. Enough politics. Uh, sorry. <laughs> he says, speaking of which, did anyone uh, ever see Bradley Roby and Quavo in the same room? Or Justin Simmons and Jay Cole, for that matter? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, Bradley Roby and Quavo, I can kind of see. Justin Simmons and Jay Cole, I definitely can't see. No. But you know who you actually could see in the same room with Quavo? It's Jeff Holland, because they're really good friends. <laughs> I thought you were going to say you. He says, anyway, it's not, not me. Anyways, it seems like Riddick is still deciding between the Saints and the Broncos. Modkins was his running back coach and running game co-coordinator from his rookie season until 2015. So there's an established relationship with the coaching staff already. Do you all think he's a substantial upgrade over Booker? Well, we've answered that. And first, yes, very good job finding that connection. But there's also a connection with Theo and the Saints coaching staff. Uh, I don't remember exactly what it is, but I think uh, someone on the Saints offensive coaching staff used to be his offensive coordinator somewhere. So, yes, there is a connection here, but there's just as much of a connection, if not more of a connection with the Saints staff. So uh, the answer is yes, he is a, an upgrade. In fact, Zach thinks he's too much of an upgrade. <laughs> Next one coming in from Super Bowl and says, I know it's the first preseason game and we shouldn't read into it, obviously, but what is one thing both of you need to see in this game? And then what is one thing you want to see? Two similar questions, but hoping for two different answers. I want to see Juwan play and stay healthy. You guys have talked him up so much and I need and and then I need to see that Vic doesn't look like a deer in headlights in his first game as head coach. I need to see 
Vic Fangio looking comfortable on the sidelines as well. Not because I'm worried about him being a deer in the headlights, but I'm worried about him being on the sidelines coaching. Uh, I want to see Drew Locke shred some some future accountants. Yeah, I absolutely. That's what I want to see. I need to see Connor McGovern doing shotgun snaps early and often, and they need to be good. Let me ask you this: If Connor McGovern snaps one through Kevin Hogan's legs, is it over? Are you done? Are you pulling the plug? Yeah. I think I think you have to. How can you not? So then uh, I wonder what they would do, man. What a terrible thing to have to deal with. Yeah, really, really bad. He continues says, I will be at the Hall of Fame starting from Thursday morning to Sunday afternoon. I'm more than down to meet up Friday. Looks best for me. If anyone else is going, I'll be the tall guy in the bowling jersey. Yeah, he was DMing me. Uh, we were talking about how he should get it. He wanted a uh, bowling jersey. So he got three for the three chips. And, of course, for number three question being retired on this podcast. Uh, with Bowen on the back. It looks sick. I love it. That's awesome. He says, remember the best time to hit the Hall of Fame is early morning. Really cool stuff from Broncos history in there. One piece that I love is from Mike Anderson from his record-breaking game against New Orleans. If you have time, you need to do the locker room simulation. I get goosebumps each time. RK, please bring the strawberry sky I keep hearing about. I need to sample this dang juice. All right. So... Friday's the day. We're definitely going to meet up on Friday. By tomorrow's podcast, I will tell you when and where we are meeting up. I've just been kind of talking to people separately, trying to figure out what works best. Here's what I think. I'm just going to give you a little preview. Um, On Friday night, they have what is known as the Gold Jacket Dinner, which I'm going to be able to attend. This is when all of the Hall of Famers get their gold jackets. They get to put them on for the first time. It's going to be really cool, really special to see Champ Bailey do that. Uh, and obviously the Bowen family is getting a gold jacket too, thank God. Uh, that ends around 9 p.m. I'm thinking after that ends, uh, we'll, we'll find a place, a bar, maybe someone, sounds like Super Bowen's been down there before, maybe he knows where we need to meet up. And we'll have some cold snacks and talk Broncos. So. Just prepare for that. If anyone has any bar recommendations, let me know. And we'll just call it 930 at insert bar here. I love it. I love the plan. Thanks for the insight, Ryan. All right. Next one comes in from Minnesota Paul, my guy. He says, good morning, boys. I made it home safely after a great weekend out in Colorado. I just have to say the BSN bar crawl on Friday night was awesome. Every member of the BSN team made an effort to come over and introduce themselves. It was great to meet you all, and just another example of how BSN goes above and beyond to show their appreciation for the subscribers. I work for a small startup as well, and we are constantly investigating new ways to let our clients know how much we appreciate them and build personal connections with them. BSN should be writing the guidebook on how to do just that. Man, that sounds... Yeah, that's that's, awesome. That's so cool to hear. Thank you. Uh, He says, in my short time in Denver, we made it to training camp Friday morning. Seems like Royce Freeman took the bulk of the carries and Phil did more pass catching. He even lined up in the slot a couple times. Has this been the story every day, or did we just catch them on a unique day? Should we expect to see Royce get more carries than Phil? Just one last note. Jano has the largest arms I've seen on a human. Seriously, his elbow joint looks like a (laughs) knee joint. Yeah, Jano is a physical specimen. Yeah, he is the owner of the arm farm. (laughs) <laughs> Literally, probably. Growing crops. He has a farm in Nebraska named the Arm Farm. Probably. Probably. Um, what did I just hear about? I uh, forget. I heard something funny about Nebraska today. Anyways, um, you have seen Phil do a lot of pass catching. 
um, lining up all over the place. I still don't think Royce Freeman gets more carries than him, though. I think it's going to be very darn close. I think it's going to be very darn close because Phil is all over the field. At least, gosh, I hope Phil is all over the field. And that is why Theo just could be taken from Phil. Could be taking from Phil. If it really is going to be split in terms of carries, then you're just hurting Phil. So it's interesting. It's interesting. Very interesting. All right. Last one here comes in from Albert BD5. Says, hey guys, waited out to subscribe when the free t uh, t shirt promo came along. S and since I bought the BSN Phil Lindsay shirt last year, I promptly wasted it on a Rockies one as they lost 11 out of 13 once it came in. I know, but that Tony Two Bag shirt, I just got one, of my, one for myself. So sick. <laughs> By the way, they blew out the Dodgers last night. They're they basically did. winning the World Series at they this did. point. They did, yeah. They're undefeated in, in uh, the past the last day. one game, yeah. yeah. He says, who are a few players other than the obvious rookies that you're excited to watch in this first preseason game? Thanks for the time, guys, and I love the work you're putting in for the fans. Can't wait for the season to start. Got him McGovern. <laughs> Jawan Winfrey is no, going to have rookie. a sick game. Obvious rookie. Sixth round pick? Yep, the last guy on? The guy we've talked about all the time. <laughs> Fine. I'm excited to watch Kalfani Muhammad. Oh, he's not a, ro a rookie. Or is, oh, we does have to he go count? rookies? Oh, yeah, he says other, oh, than, no, the other than the ro obvious rookies. Okay, right? fine. Yeah, Kalfani Muhammad. You know, I'm going to go with just all of the undrafted wide receivers. See who stands it. You know what? See if any of them are gamers. If any of them mm. stand out in gamers. Uh, according to Vic, if we're counting Saturday's practice as a more game-like since it was in a stadium, Fred Brown has the early lead in that and clearly has made an impression on the depth chart. I just remembered tomorrow we got to do our – Preseason fantasy draft. Ah, yes. Oh, man. The preseason just got way more exciting. <laughs> oh, boy. With five. Yeah. Because last year, I think we might have tied 2 2 last year. I think I won 3 1. Eh, I think, I won I think three, we one. tied 2 yeah. 2. Yeah. Anyways, now there will be no ties. <laughs> five preseason games. Oh, I can't wait for the preseason fantasy draft. Because I was just about to say who leads the team in receptions, but that's a trade secret now. Yeah, I can't tell you now. I cannot tell you. All right, well, I can tell you guys that that's the end of this podcast. Goodbye. No, I'm just kidding. We appreciate you guys for tuning in. And uh, we will be back with you tomorrow on the BSN Broncos podcast before I head out to Canton. Like I said, if you know of a good bar in Canton, Ohio, let me know. We'll meet up there on Friday night after the Gold Jacket dinner. For today, though, that's going to wrap it up for us. Talk to you later.
Piper Electric has been a part of the Denver community for over 35 years. Their reputation of being fairly priced, trustworthy, and dependable has allowed them to become one of the best Denver electrical contractor companies in the market. We believe Piper is the best because of their professionalism, because of their capability, because of their integrity, and because of the relationship we have built over the last year and a half with several of their key managers. That was Jim. He's been a customer of Piper Electric for over a year now and loves it so much that he recommends his own clients to them. Sometimes customers will ask us if we know of somebody who can be their regular electrician where they could call for anything from a small job to something much larger, maybe a remodel. And so we certainly have preferred people to Piper and Piper to them. From residential, commercial, and industrial, Piper Electric can handle all of your electrical needs. They've done actually everything from repairing a small wiring situation with a circuit breaker panel to adding additional circuits, adding parking lighting. So really, they have become a one-stop shop for all of our needs. If you call today and use the promo code BSN, you will get $25 off your next service call. That's 303-646-6765 or go to piperelectric.com.